keeping America's farmers and ranchers informed on AOA. Now back to Mike Pearson. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is the first Wednesday of October, which means it is time for the monthly grind here on AOA. We are going to be talking with Chad Epler. He's a farmer from Columbus, Kansas, down there in the southeastern part of the state today. Chad, thanks for joining us. How's harvest look down there in Kansas? Mike, this is Sarah. Chad just actually texted me that he got disconnected somehow, so you might have to start with me. <laughs> well, that is fantastic because also joining us on the show for the Monthly Grind is Sarah McKay. She is the Director of Market Development over there at NCGA. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about some new uses for corn. That is your role over at NCGA. And this week, Sarah, I want to talk specifically about pet food. Corn gets used in pet food. And I think the obvious guess is as the food itself, right? Is that where we're seeing corn get used most? Yeah, absolutely. So actually corn grain and corn gluten meal are the top two um, ingredients in pet food. Um, if you look at a report from the American Seed Industry Association, one of our partners in iFeeder, um, those are the top two most used plant-based ingredients in pet food products. Um, so a lot of our corn, while it's not as um, high volumes as to our, our beef, pork, poultry, and, and dairy friends, it definitely is a significant usage of corn and something that we're finding is a very niche use of corn as well, not only in the corn food um, uh, in pet food for, um, for dogs and cats, but also in um, there are so many options out there. Sarah, we're going to turn our focus to Chad Epler, who's growing that corn that these pets are going to be eating. Chad, tell me a little bit about harvest down there in southeastern Kansas. How'd it go this year, or how's it going? Well, and I guess we are still trying to connect there with Chad. Sarah, thanks for sticking around with us. You mentioned there the corn and corn gluten meal are the two most used plant-based ingredients in pet food. But of course, that's not the only place we are seeing corn to get utilized here in the pet food industry. It's also being used in several different sort of behind-the-scenes areas. And, oh, I guess we are going to be reconnecting here with Sarah in just a minute. But it is incredible to see the way corn gets used not just on farms but it gets used really throughout the industry and one of the points that uh, that we are are looking to make here with this week's monthly grind is that the corn industry is moving this product not just through the conventional supply chains that we expect of course into ethanol fantastic usage for corn and livestock feed increasingly the industry is able to identify these areas outside of our traditional uses for corn and we're capitalizing on those markets. This is what we're working on right now, and it is making progress. The corn industry, going through the pet food channel alone, moved one, excuse 1,958,061 tons of grain into that particular segment. It has been a great market, and it's a market that has been growing not just on its own, but through help with a lot of other active folks. Let's take a second and see if we've got Sarah back on the line with us. Sarah, we have you back. All right, we're still working to get Sarah reconnected, but we do have Chad back on the line with us now. I believe, Chad, can you give us an update on Harvest down there in Kansas? You bet. 
uh, our state right now, we're about 50% statewide. Um, in our southeast corner, uh, we've we've been done for about a month. Um, right now, statewide, probably 30%, close to 30% in the pretty poor uh, category. Just been a really hot, dry, kind of a tough summer for a lot of people. Yeah, that's true, especially down there. It got hot. It got so dry. Chad, you are a full-time farmer, and yet you also make time to serve on the uh, the board here at the National Corn Growers Association. What is it that, that provides value to you in getting active in NCGA? Well, honestly, I, you know, I have to admit, I was one of the people that uh, would always, you know, think that somebody would do the job um, for me. Um, and, you know, there would be somebody else that would handle this or somebody else that would handle this. And um, being a former teacher, having served on other boards, just decided that it was, it was time to try to make a difference. And um, certainly agriculture being the backbone of America, we need leaders to uh, protect um, the ways that we go about our farming business. And um, so what better way than to get involved with NCGA um, and certainly on the uh, the MDAT committee. That's right. That's where I was going next. That MDAT committee, the Market Development Action Team. This is where you guys are, are coming up with and promoting new ideas for corn. And Chad, what was it that made you want to be a part of the MDAT committee? Well, for me, always, you know, looking for other opportunities to to expand the, the corn market, um, really to expand agriculture. And if, you know, w we produce the, some of the safest, um, healthiest grains in, in the world, and we need to do, you know, I mean, we do a really good job, but we need to continue to to market the the, the safety and, and the quality that we have here, certainly in our corn, um, but in all of our grains as well. And our job is as, as farmers to feed the world. And with, with the MDAT action team, we are able to look for new avenues to, to find uses for corn. And, and that's exciting to me. And I work with some really, really great people. It is exciting. It's so neat to see these new developments come out. We've got Sarah McKay back with us. And Sarah, we talked about the, the use of corn in the pet food itself, but of course, corn is also used in some of the packaging. Is that right? Yeah, it's really interesting. Some of the efforts of the Market Development Action Team, we, we ask a lot out of chat and others when it comes to the, the scope of the portfolio of MDAT, everything from our traditional animal ag uses to what we call new uses, such as bio-based packaging. Um, obviously, pet food fits in here, things like sustainable aviation fuel. Um, but in the pet food space in particular, it's really interesting because they have some of the, the highest margins, and there's this demand for these premium products that we're seeing where consumers are willing to pay more for um, sustainable packaging options. So this is kind of a really good market to kind of test out some of these um, plant-based and renewable packaging solutions, which of course could be made from corn, whether it's derived um, from sustainable polyethylene products or PET, some of those abbreviations you see on the back of plastic products, all that can be made from corn. We, uh, One of the things that we try to really focus on is not just the, the benefits of corn and pet food and debunking a lot of those myths, but also when it comes to corn packaging, we talk about here's the ways that it can be used, whether it's a cornstarch-based uh, disposable bag for picking up after your pet or the actual um, packaging that your pet food comes in and, and how it can meet the same 
um, vapor barrier requirements, et cetera. So we work really closely with pet food companies and, and the pet food industry at events all throughout the year to help inform um, researchers both on the nutrition side but also on the packaging side. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's not just enough to do the research and to have the data. The important part is getting that research and data into the hands of people who can utilize it. And that includes going to trade shows. I understand NCGA will be at uh, this year's KibbleCon. Yeah, so in a couple weeks here, we're going to be at KibbleCon at Kansas State. Um, Kansas actually um, has quite a few pet food manufacturers in the state, and that's why um, Kansas Corn and, and Chad and, and his board uh, not only serve on MDOT, but also sponsor a lot of the work that we do um, at National Corn. And at KibbleCon, we're going to have a booth. We're going to be promoting um, research and development of these corn-based products and really the benefits to the pets um, for having corn in the diet. Well, there was corn gluten meal, which we actually now just um, had a, had it approved by AFCO, which is kind of the overseeing organization for pet food ingredients. Um, it's actually called corn protein meal, debunking some of the um, myths around gluten in corn. Um, and so we're really going to be at KibbleCon talking about that, that change from corn gluten meal to corn protein meal. We're going to be talking about the benefits debunking those myths around corn and pet food, and then talking about new opportunities for plant-based uh, packaging solutions. Getting the word out there of how American corn can help improve the diets of American pets, that's a win-win. Folks, if you want to get involved, Chad, how can people, where can they go for more information about NCGA or, or maybe to get involved as you have? Well, one of the easiest ways is to hop on the, hop on the website. Um, uh, the National Corn Growers Association uh, website, uh, or contact their local state association. I, I was contacted uh, with people locally, and that got me on the state board. So um, really, really um, glad that that happened. And um, so all you got to do is ask a question, and people will direct you in the right direction. That's what it's all about. There's a lot of helpful people in this industry. Visit ncga.com for more information about the National Corn Growers. Stick around for more AOA coming up next. <laughs>